Oh, oh, sorry. I started recording, but. Oh, no, we're good. I think we're all set. Yeah. So welcome back, everyone. This is episode four of Technically Managing. It is April 3rd, 2023. Um, let's get into it. So what's been new with you, Ramu? So um, as you can tell, I'm back home. I'm back in mm-hmm. Florida. <laughs> um, basically, just working a lot in the 23C, you know, material and stuff like that. I'm assuming you're doing the same. Are you? I haven't been directly involved with the 23C stuff. Mm-hmm. So basically for the audience, there's um, our new Oracle database release, yeah. 23C. We're having, I know the free version is coming out this week for that. Mm-hmm. Is Do we have like, is it all of 23C is going live, do you know? Or is it just the free platform? I'm not very sure. I think it's just a free platform. I okay. Say. Yeah. I'm not so. 100% sure. Yeah. So, like, at the very least, if you're interested in Oracle Database 23C, all the database PMs have been buzzing around about that. So, there'll be plenty of content out on the socials and Oracle platforms and stuff for that. And with the free version, you can get your hands on and start tinkering with that. So, that's something that's definitely really cool. I've been focusing on this week. We also have the new 23.1 release for SQL CL. So this is the first time that Jeff is basically giving me the release notes. And he's like, let's start getting some stuff on Telki Tech, getting you synonymous with SQL CL and Liquibase. So he's having me take care of doing, um, I'll do a post on Telki Tech, just kind of running through all the changes for 23.1 for SQL CL, most of it is around our Liquibase, like database, automating database changes tool. So that will be cool. That's my kind of big to do today. So I'm looking forward to playing around with that and start kind of getting in that flow. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds exciting. <laughs> so I actually have a question for you, right? Because you do, um, like you let people send you like news and stuff like that, right? What do you mean by like let people send you news? Like for you to like post in your in your website, right? Do you like would you are you like okay, let me let me reword this because you kind of have like a mailbox for people to also send you like news, right? Is that right or no? I should. <laughs> That's I a good idea. Right. Um, I thought yeah. you did actually. So um I, yeah, I told yeah. people like it's probably the easiest way. I should probably put like a reach out email address on the website. Uh-huh. Um, if you want to reach out to me right now, my LinkedIn or Twitter, just like commenting on Telfy text the best way. Mm. But yeah, it's probably a good idea. Okay, well, because <laughs> I was just going to ask you, like, what type of material would you be like, you know, interested in people like sharing, right? Like, for example, let's say that if I wanted to I don't know, share some information about graph and I wanted to promote it in your website, you know, like what type of content are you like right now promoting? Like, is it only blogs? Because I see that you mainly do blogs. Yeah, so I would say for that, in terms, the best place that I can share Oracle info because I'm always looking for content is I have the weekly newsletter that I do, the Wednesday weekly. Um, Mm -hmm. That's every single week. And sometimes some of the stuff I'm working on takes multiple weeks. So I'm always looking for ways to fill that content. Right. Um, So if there's anything like 
ever Oracle. And this is just a blanket kind of statement to anyone listening who's at Oracle. You too, obviously, Ramu. But if there's ever anything you want me to share Oracle related, I can just put a link or a little blurb in the Telki Tech um, newsletter. In terms of actual site content, I am focusing more, at least right now, in like, I mean, Graph and Spatial is still technically database. So if you wanted to do, say, uh, what are they called? Like those like partner posts where Mm -hmm. you can write like a guest piece on it. Like you can do that anytime. Or if you want me to help you with that, I'd definitely be down for it. But I would say in terms of actual Telki Tech site content, it is more focused on Oracle database. But if there's something outside of that, don't kind of automatically assume I wouldn't want to do it. I'm kind of like all ears to hear if it's a good idea. As long as it's not too far, just crazy unrelated Right, I'm kind of right. down for anything. Okay, okay, yeah. Sorry, I really thought you did that. I, I don't know why, but whatever. I think it's because I mentioned I for <laughs> the newsletter, like, hey, if anyone ever has content for the newsletter they want yeah. me to share, like, do that. Yeah. Yes, yes. I should probably get an email out. I'm like literally going to make a note right now. Um, because yeah, like I do have a couple of like blogs that um. So like this last week, actually, I posted my first blog in Spanish. That- oh, nice. You know, like I, I do want to start doing some content in Spanish because I feel like they're not very, I don't know, like taken care of, I guess. You it's know? like an underserved audience not having right. technical or having technical information in languages other than English, I would assume. Yeah. And I do feel like overall Oracle, like they do try to make an effort to reach out to people, you know, from like different countries, different languages um but we do stick a lot to English only for our documentation so and you know like I feel like it's like I guess I don't know like maybe French people they only like like to read stuff in French you know Mm -hmm. um I feel like Spanish people are also like that like yes they know English but they're more comfortable like you know reading in Spanish so that's why like that's kind of my aim um, right now, maybe making more content in Spanish. Um, but I'm also hopefully soon we're publishing like a like a new t- YouTube video that I think it's pretty cool. Um, where we're using like um Sparkle endpoints, and I'll be sharing that video with you just for you to watch it for fun. But, you know, like if you ever need, you know, or if you ever want to help me out with like spreading the word, um, I'll definitely share some content with you. And I think it's nice. Also, we are part of the database. So (laughs) yeah. So yeah, that still falls under the umbrella too. Yeah, because even yeah, any content you want to do, even if it's in Spanish, because I do feel like it would be cool to kind of get different audiences into kind of our ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Just let me know. And I'm pretty much I don't really see many situations where if you're like, hey, can I do a guest post on Telki Tech? And then we link to it just so I have a platform say if there's like you don't want to post it on i don't know the oracle blog or they're not interested or something like yeah just let me know that could be cool to start kind of getting cross content out like that right and honestly like i i was looking i mean we don't we don't have any actually i'm going to check but i don't think we have any like spanish listeners as of like you know like country wise Mm -hmm. um because like you know how we see the statistics of our um podcasts and stuff yeah but we do have like people from like a lot of different countries that I'm like surprised you know I'm like wow what 
you're listening from there, it's pretty it's pretty fun to to look at the statistics of yeah. our podcast. But yeah, that's basically what I've been working on this week. How was uh getting back from the Canary Islands? Do you miss it? Are you ready to kind of be home? I feel like it's so hard. Like every time you leave, like you're always excited to go, but when you leave, it's so hard. Like, especially like leaving my mom and stuff, it's like a little sad, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, but I mean it's life, you know. So I'm a little sad, but it's okay, you know. I'll yeah. get back to it and I'm hopefully she'll come visit me. So that'd be nice. Yeah, did you do anything interesting this weekend? So I've been pretty heads down from January through, I would say even March, just mm-hmm. with, I've had a lot of stuff like going on in terms of work things, um, working on the SQL CL Liquibase Live Lab, which we're finally starting to wrap up and also just putting together some presentations and whatnot. And then I also had like all my Telki tech stuff that basically consumed all my like January and February free time. Mm -hmm. So I kind of became a bit of a cave gremlin where there was just a lot of days of me being like shades down, just have my coffee, zoom into work, just unhealthy practices and stuff. Just, Just not getting outside enough, not working out as much as I should be not eating the best I could be. So I'm trying to turn that around and I put together a bit of a program for myself in terms of not just like eating healthy, but also just like, okay, let's get back to consistency of the workouts. Let's make Mm -hmm. sure we get some sunlight. I'm trying to do five mile run every morning. And then after I finish that, just go outside and do like a loop around my neighborhood to get some morning sun because apparently like getting sunlight it's within important. The first, yeah. And especially within the first hour of waking up, I think Dr. Andrew Huberman, he is a pretty big just podcast and presence online. He's really good, just health, mind, life stuff. He's a mm-hmm. neuroscientist at Stanford, I believe. But he was just like, yeah, sunlight first hour, super important if you can get it. I'm also trying to on weekdays keep my eating to within an eight hour period for like intermittent fasting Mm -hmm. so i'm doing kind of a bunch of different stuff i have some fun to hold myself accountable (laughs) i don't think i'm ready to share all the details yet but Mm -hmm. i have been kind of doing like a daily journal Mm -hmm. to keep myself accountable and i'm gonna be creating content around it so there might be some fun just more on the lifestyle and career side of things um stuff I put out around this that could be cool in probably a month or two, but I'm taking it slow and I have some ideas and plans. So I'm excited about it. So I'm trying to kind of put multiple things together just to keep myself accountable and make this like fun and encouraging. But I got, so I also tried to go outside, outside of like my just daily walk and stuff Mm -hmm. and finally start to work on my tan this weekend I got so burnt. I haven't seen direct sunlight in so long. I I should show you. Can I show my back right now? Is that, yes. <laughs> is that podcast? Censors it. I know. I should be saving this for our Patreon if you want like the Zach scandally clad pics. Okay. I want to see if I can show you because it's really bad. It's been three days since this, but my back is terrible. Even Leo came here to, to look at your back right now. Oh. <gasps> 
No. No. Are you wearing sunscreen? What'd you say? Are you wearing sunscreen? My girlfriend told me to. I told her <laughs> in my infinite wisdom, my plan was to just get like a baseline sun the first time I went out before I started putting sunscreen on. No, no. I was Wear worried. sunscreen, please. <laughs> I was only out for an hour. I was reading on a blanket in the park and I thought, oh, the first time, if I'm only an hour, I should just not do sunscreen so it tans evenly. Because with sunscreen, sometimes you miss a spot. You can just like get those lines and all that. But I just burned evenly. <laughs> it was not a smart plan. Look at Leo. He's judging you right now. Like I took my headphones out when you reacted. <laughs> Is it bad? <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. No, you should. No, I'm okay. I'm going to sound like a mom. But no matter what, you should wear sunscreen. Like even like inside. I The first thing I do when I wake up is put sunscreen in my face. Because you don't want to look like wrinkly when you're older, you know. And that's not okay, Zach. Like you should definitely wear sunscreen. I'm t I force my boyfriend to wear sunscreen. Okay. Montana so, was pushing hard. Um, yes. I think I learned my lesson a bit after that, but... Like, it's okay. You'll tan. Not as fast, but you will tan. But do not go like that. You don't... <laughs> the sun is so bad for you. Like, you know what I, I mean? Know. Like, it's good, but, like, it's bad when you're, like, trying to freaking look like a shrimp. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. No. I mean, good. Good that you're, like, doing all that stuff. But, like, yeah. please don't risk your life, okay? I know. So we're making... So we're trying to do some improvement stuff. We're learning some lessons along the way. We've already <laughs> made a couple mistakes here. But that's all what technically managing is about. We're right. putting ourselves out there. We're seeing what works. We realize we need sunscreen. And we learn our lessons. And we're better people for it. So. Legit. Um, I feel like you explained so many of my struggles just now you know like with sunscreen no no I, I don't <laughs> struggle with sunscreen anymore because like before actually I used to say oh I'm from an island like I don't get burned you know I do I, I don't need sunscreen but then I'm like you know do I do I want to look young when I'm older yes yeah, so I'm gonna wear sunscreen you know so yeah if you want to look young when you're older you should definitely wear sunscreen okay. but I'm talking about more of like whenever you have like a deadline or like a project or you're working in a lot of things, um, like just going through like the route of just not really taking care of yourself, you know, like going to sleep late, waking up early so you're not getting enough sleep, um, you know, not exercising how you should be exercising or going outside your house. Like I told you, get a dog because yeah. <laughs> my dog forces me to go outside and take some sun, you know, or even sometimes like you even forget about your boyfriend or girlfriend, you know, like you, you're just working so hard that you don't have time for them. And I don't know, like things like that matter for your sanity in life, you know, even like know. eating healthy too. It's such a hard trap too. Because I know exactly why I fell into this hole. It's because, like, especially in your 20s, where it's like mm -hmm. you're starting out in your career, when you finally start to have some success, where, like, job was going good with PM, finally starting to get a rhythm, I'm getting to work on these cool things. So I'm like, oh, I'm enthusiastic. Like, finally mm -hmm. a chance to just prove myself. 
yep. getting all this good positive feedback with both Telki Tech and the specific internal work stuff. So you kind of just think like good thing, more of a good thing, even better. And then especially because of like the crunch I put myself through like January and February, I kind of went through that and looked back on it and I was like, okay, that was a little bit too much, but I really liked how much I got done, which kind Mm -hmm. of bled into March, me trying to keep up some of those practices just because I'm like, oh, like the output was so good. It's like I zoned in so hard that I was getting a lot accomplished, but then I was just starting to notice. I'm like, I'm tired. I'm stressed out. I'm too anxious. Like, why do I feel jittery? It's like, cause I haven't gotten sunlight. It's like, I'm not being mm-hmm. consistent with my working out and all that. So it is one of those things where, especially in our field, there will be crunch times mm-hmm. where you do kind of have to go in a little bit more, but at the end of the day, it's like the body does kind of keep score and you can't, it, if I've learned anything from having like a mentally intensive job in tech, it's just how much there is that mind body connection where we don't think about it in like the small moments, but how your body is and like how you treat it and just what you're doing for your health, that will affect your ability to perform mentally. And you can kind of take out loans with that every once in a while, but those debts will come due. So I'm just like, yeah, let's, let's do a little reset point. I've been doing it for, I, I think I started this like around middle of last week or something. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I'm excited to see where it goes. I've been like daily journaling everything. I'm going to turn that stuff into some kind of content. I'm mostly doing it to keep myself accountable with that because if I am going to try to do some kind of self-improvement journey, I have to be like 100% honest and if I am 100% honest, like... It's scary. I, yeah, because I don't want to have to, like, go and post on Telki Tech and be like, yeah, another night of McDonald's chicken nuggets after going out <laughs> with friends. That happened. I was being so good um, the past couple days. And Saturday, I had a, a birthday party to go to. So we all went out. It was a really fun time. I got to meet some new people. So it's like, on one hand... I still want to make sure that I have time to do that kind of stuff. Cause there really is a benefit. It's like if going out and 100%. drinking with people, especially in your twenties and like a big thriving city, that's mm-hmm. how you make like the new bonds with people. That's how you get introduced. It's like those social circles and it is mm-hmm. nice to get out of the house and you're kind of day to day and let loose. But mm-hmm. I'm also trying to be more cognizant about spacing those out. And being smart in the way I do it because I did feel like shit the next morning because <laughs> I did tequila shots like all of Saturday night. And then afterwards, when it's like 1 a.m. and you and your girlfriend are like, do we order McDonald's chicken nuggets right Ugh. now? It sounds like the best idea in the world. But, but I was struggling not. Sunday. But then like here I am today. I woke up at 6 a.m., got my five-mile run in. I did a lap around the lake, just got some sunlight. I'm like feeling great all morning. So I'm like, okay, I need to start being accountable for it yeah Yeah. so I'm excited for sure I think that's definitely I think it's all about balance right it's just like it's hard to balance sometimes because like I don't know something always comes up or something so you have to I don't know be in the go or something so I think with remote work too that's one of the especially challenging things because as much as I love remote work and it does make me more efficient and 
I do think if you're good with self-control and your time, you could really milk some more hours out of your day with it. But Mm -hmm. the bad thing is, is because you're working from the place you live, it's much easier to have those barriers between work and not work stuff dissolve to the point where it's like you're always thinking about things and it's like oh i'll just go do a little blah 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 on it but it's like nah you have to at the very least make sure you kind of stand up for yourself to yourself in terms of it like your just health and keeping yourself sane version of yourself needs to kind of set boundaries with your work personality yes like i don't know if this happens to you but like for example like right now um like i love editing videos right so i'll be working on a video and then i don't know like i'll be i'll be just done with it right so i just walk away but then i'm cooking and then something appears in my brain and i'm like okay let me apply it really quick so then i sit down in my desk that is like right next to my kitchen and then i start Mm -hmm. applying it really quick but it's not really quick you know or I don't know, I see a Slack message and I go right into my computer and try to figure it out, even though it's like late, you know? So it's so hard to separate that. And sometimes you literally have to tell yourself, okay, after six or after seven, I'm not working anymore. Like I'm not looking at my computer. <laughs> my dog literally, like if it's seven and I'm still working, he'll bring me a toy. He'll like pull me so that I can like, walk away from my desk like he hates seeing me <laughs> work late you know and he's so annoying because he loves squeaky toys so <laughs> he won't stop until I stand up and leave my desk your like, dog is your accountability buddy oh my god he's so needy so needy of so course cheap, because though. he's sleeping all day right so like at <laughs> he has all the energy in the world he doesn't have to yeah. work as a product manager <laughs> you're exactly. the one paying the bills he can just He's the trophy dog. <laughs> yeah, he, you know that, Um, I saw it on TikTok. It was like something like dual income, no, no kids. kids. Yeah, dog or something. What do they call it? I think it's, wait, Um, dual income, no. No children. Dink? Is that what they call it? Something like that, yes. Yeah. So that's literally my dog. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's it's important though for sure to be balanced. But it's mm-hmm. hard because you never know. Like I feel like being a PM every day is so different. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing too, is I feel like with our role, part of the thing that keeps me sane is I'm not doing the same thing every day. Yes. But also it does make it a little bit more difficult finding ways to carve out time for yourself when you don't have a consistent routine because you can have your full day planned out and get a slack message from your boss and you're like this is now my next three hours figuring out that thing I have to get back to him about kind of thing yeah exactly yeah it has pros and cons I guess yeah I'm trying to I'm trying to get apps for the summer though I'm hoping to make my oracle content more clickbaitable to get to justify my job maybe get more money because like if I'm just like showing up this summer like ripped outside in Austin being like check out the Oracle database (laughs) (laughs) and my view count starts soaring I'll be like hey Jeff let's talk about getting some more money here I'm so let's work smarter not harder I don't have to use my brain to get all my income (laughs) goals let me know know. let me know if you make it happen so I can follow your you you should make like a coach um 
course if that happens i did take a before picture before i started though so we'll we'll have to see what the after picture is i'm just saying you're saying this in this podcast even if no one is hearing this like i'm i'm gonna keep you accountable i know i'm doing it as much as i hate it i'm doing this on purpose because i want people to call me out but it's also (laughs) give me the credit if i do do good don't like if i if i end up in the summer having abs and all this stuff works out check out my content please share it give me credit don't just be like another online personality with unrealistic (laughs) standards for the rest of us no i'm starting from zero i am nobody i'm just some pm trying to make it on the internet we'll see how this goes you'll go from um like toilet break to (laughs) abzag or something i'll go from like bathroom boy to like bathroom boy to like badass boys i don't know where do you where do you go from bathroom boy i feel like there's a long journey to something respectable <laughs> at least anything is possible you know so yeah. i believe in you but i'm gonna keep you accountable not gonna oh, lie like good. when is your deadline um i'm i know i'm definitely gonna be doing the journaling for at least two months mm-hmm. i'm currently I don't want to share all this stuff, but I can share some details. I think what I'm going to do is this is probably, this might end up being something. I can either put this under Telki Tech under my career and life section, Mm -hmm. or I might do it as another separate project entirely and maybe do some Telki Tech just crossover with it. But I think my plan right now, do this journey journal for 60 or 90 days straight And then what I'll do is start releasing the journals as daily posts, okay, like on a delay. So let's say if I'm like 60 days in, I'm like, okay, I have a good content to start. I'm making sure this is going in a direction where it's not, where it's something that can actually provide value to other people. Mm -hmm. Then I'll probably keep going, but then start releasing the backlog. So then it's like, you have that daily content with the just daily pinging people on the socials you can get more attention and all that and build it up that way so that's kind of at least my like preliminary thoughts around it and then maybe when i do like the posting of my like daily posts i'll just make sure i include all the extra resources in terms of like what i'm doing because i am i for the audience who doesn't know i'm like a huge reader in my life my apartment is basically empty except for my TV, video game systems, and literally like four bookcases of books. I need to like show a picture sometime, but I love diving into all those kinds of resources. So I have plenty of material on like health and wellness. It's just diving back into it and making sure I hold myself to it. So I do have a general idea what to do, but it'll be cool. Let's see where it goes. Yeah, I definitely want to see it. And I also want to see your first post in Instagram or something. Cause I know. That's what I'll that's what I'll start to tell Tech Instagram. Like right now I'm kind of thinking, like, what what Instagram pictures can I yeah. <laughs> just incorporate PM content around? It's something that's a little bit harder for me. But yeah, if we can do something fun around this, maybe I can finally start getting Instagram going. I hope I I need to check before I release this episode, but I'm pretty sure I saved the Telki Tech Instagram handle. I'm gonna check after to make sure if we're putting this live. I, I follow I follow you like your Instagram. I don't think you have a Telki Tech Instagram. If I have I'm not sure. If you follow my Instagram, it's probably the Telki Tech one. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's just Do we check name. this right now? 
Yeah. Because I don't think I... I might be wrong, though. Oh, no, 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 sorry. It's Talky Tech. Yes. Oh, I do have a Talky Tech Insta? Okay, perfect. Yep. So I have the handle saved. I don't need to worry about that. Yep. Anyways, where did yeah. we move off? So I think the last thing we mentioned was at the end of the last episode, we were saying how we want to get Sangeeta on, who was both mm -hmm. of our managers. So basically with the class of program for solution engineering, I started out, we had two managers, Frank Besh, Sangeeta Swami. Um, Ramu started out on Sangeeta's team and then switched to Frank's. I started on Frank's team and then switched to Sangeeta. They were just like still moving people around the structure because they treated us our two teams is kind of a joint team, but um, we did reach out to Sangeeta. Unfortunately, she isn't able to make it for this episode, but she is extremely excited about coming on the podcast. So we will have her on in the future. But yeah, I think I at the think end of the Frank episode. Frank would also be like a funny person to have too. Oh, I definitely want Frank too. Like I, I bet Frank has some really good sales stories because mm -hmm. I don't know. He just like strikes me as kind of not old school, but. He does come from, you can tell he comes from like a different generation of tech. Definitely. And it, it's funny because like, I feel like at least Sangeeta kind of feels like a millennial to me, but and Frank does like kind of feel like he was in the industry a bit earlier before that because he was, at, I don't know if he was at Oracle near the beginning, but he was at least like familiar with the ecosystem pretty early on with the company. He he I know he worked for Oracle before uh -huh. now. And I think he always mentions how like he would have to read like huge manuals. Yeah. Like like the video recording things. I don't know how you call them in like the cassettes. The cassettes, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that sounds like a very long time ago. <laughs> I know. I'm like that's why I have like this old school association in my head. Because I do remember him telling me about that. Just basically when he started at Oracle, they're just like, here's the manual, here's the cassette tape tutorial, here's a room. Watch it by yourself. Come out in a month out. when you figure it out, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So I bet he has some really cool stories. Frank is awesome. He's like such a great guy. So I would love to have him on too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We should definitely ask him. Yeah. But uh, I think we were just about the point where we were starting to get into the product management interview process. So before we go into the specific interview, one, because I do, this was something that I was considering pretty heavily is as we were starting to make our way through the class of program, get towards the end of it as solution engineers, the whole thing is they kind of start to sprinkle us out through the other teams. But we do have a bit of a say in terms of where we go and if we show like certain interests they did take that into account was what was your thought process around graduating from the class of team was there something specific that you like wanted to go into was there like any teams or products you wanted to graduate to like did were you just kind of going with the flow like do you have any thoughts around like that kind of area of like planning your exit from solution engineering to like say a professional team the thing is, like, I feel like I didn't really plan my exit. <laughs> I didn't mm -hmm. even know we were graduating, to be honest. Um, I got my my interview before they made that announcement that we could, like, actually look into other teams. 
Um, and I think we spoke about it, right? Like you kind of did too, but I wasn't, I wasn't really aware that we were able to, you know, switch teams and stuff like that. So I thought I was going to be a solution engineer until I don't know when. Um, so yeah, I honestly didn't really have any plans or anything. I didn't even know what product managers did, to be honest. I wasn't mm-hmm. really understanding of it neither. Um, what about you? It was interesting because I remember it was something I was thinking about a bit and I was actually throwing the idea around of Sangita about transitioning to be a software as a service solution engineer because I was kind of taking account of all the stuff that I was enjoying in a class of program mm-hmm. and there's always been that part of me that has that is strategy oriented Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy, I really enjoy like the project nature of some of the internal stuff we looked on. And I think I was looking at going over potentially to solution engineering on like the marketing product side, because mm-hmm. I wanted to be closer to more of like the business activity type thing, where something that I could still kind of dive into and learn inside and out and become an expert, but kind of. I was interested in say, whereas the deeper you are in the tech stack and just in terms of like the complexity of the tech that you're working in, the people in solution engineering say for the platform, database, middleware, analytics, stuff that we're working on, you're presenting to other technical people usually, Mm -hmm. but when you're on the SaaS side and kind of your more high level tech, you're presenting more to your business type people. And I was interested in building up my business language and communication. And like I, my kind of mindset going into the whole potential marketing products and SaaS was getting exposure and presenting and working with like a more business audience and kind of doing a little bit of a ratio change in terms of how much time I spend because like the SaaS products are a little bit lighter, having more of my focus kind of be on presentation skills, business value, strategy and stuff did seem appealing versus say our class of team where we were like a specialist licensed platform tech org. So we were super deep and the solution engineers who had been around in our org for a while, like not the class of's, they were like this they were like the specialists for the solution engineers like we were a le- level deeper of technical than just your average like cloud engineer and yeah. like with that it was it kind of came from a mindset of i've always been good in places where i'm wide not deep where i can go deep in things and i do enjoy it but i would say like my best skill set is when i can say take a look at information from a variety of sources and synthesize it together and try to find the optimal solution to it. So that was kind of like all my thought processes going around where to move, trying to kind of figure out what my next play would be after the class of team. But what happened was then kind of out of nowhere, the whole product management like offer came along where it was Sangeeta, I'm, I think was like talking to Kay Malcolm we've mentioned her before on the podcast. She's one of the database product management directors. I had done some projects for her team. And then my boss, Jeff Smith, he was looking for 
a new PM to bring in someone younger, bring them in at like a lower, uh, like they call IC levels at Oracle. It's basically like your ranking in terms of salary bracket and how kind of high up in the company you are. And he was like looking for someone kind of like in our place to bring in early, train up. Jeff was talking to Kay. Kay's like, oh, this guy, Zach, he's done some work from us. Very PM type projects. Uh, you should talk to him. And then Kay talked to Sangeet and Sangeet is like, hey, like there might be an opportunity to come to project management. This is kind of the gist in it. Like, what do you feel about that? And because I was with the whole me looking for the SaaS solution engineering thing, mm -hmm. it was more so about me kind of taking a look at what am I enjoying? What skills have I been developing? What things do I want to continue to develop? And that kind of led to me searching in that area. So I wasn't so much worried about the specific position, kind of like how I've mentioned, mm -hmm. like across my content before. For me, it's always been about what you're doing. What, yeah, like what are the kind of the seeds, the things actually going in on the work and finding the positions to match that. So when I kind of had the whole PM thing explained to me, I was like, this kind of sounds right up my alley. And I can go a little further after like I kick it back to you. But that was kind of mm -hmm. the primer for me getting into that whole PM interviewing circuit. Right. For me, it was more of so I you know how we were preparing for a lot of presentations, um, demonstrations, and we would, you know, present to Frank and Sangeeta and like maybe other people. Mm -hmm. Um, one of them, we Killian and I, we decided to do spatial and graph. And I remember we met with the with David from my team now. Um, that he's super knowledgeable in spatial, and then we also met with, um with Melly, my now manager, right? Um, and I remember David uh, Gnau, Gnau, I, oh, I'm, I always have a hard time saying his last name. The amount of people on Slack who I just look at their name. I literally was asking Jeff about this this morning. I'm like, how do you pronounce this last person's name? And Jeff's like, I got no idea. I'm like, okay, it's not just me. We should, we should put that somewhere. I don't know if there's like a place on our internal directory. If you right. could put like out phonetic hey, spellings hey. of your name, that would be great because like I would be willing to put the time into learning how to pronounce it. I just yeah. feel bad like bringing up, especially if it's someone you've met before and be like, how do you say your name again? It's like, oh, I thought you've already like yeah. figured this out. But Well, I love David, but mm -hmm. I have a hard time with the G and the N next to each other. Good now, I guess. Hopefully it's right. Sorry if it's not. But, <laughs> but I think that's a really good idea and they have it on LinkedIn. So it's possible, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so he told me, he was like, oh, Melly's such a nice person. You should definitely connect with her and see, you know, what she does and stuff like that. Like she, she's super nice. I think your personality might match. So I was like, okay, well, like, um, so I asked her questions about graph and every once in a while, like, well, first of all, you know, like uh, during SE class of in general, you are looking for opportunities all the time, right? Like you're looking into getting into projects and stuff like that. So every time I spoke to her, I would tell her like, hey, if you need help with anything, let me know, let me know. So um, I would talk to her like maybe once a month and she was always super nice. We, I would ask her questions like, well, what are you working on? But, you know, it was very just like, I don't know. It wasn't, I wasn't thinking about, oh, PM could be an option, you know, because for me it was, 
okay, I just joined as a solution engineer. I need to stay as a solution engineer until, I don't know, until I master my skills as a solution engineer, I thought, you know. So um, one day she she just tells me, she's like, oh, we have an opening, you know, um, you should apply. Um, I don't know if you're going to be picked, but, you know, maybe it, it doesn't hurt to apply. So I was looking at the description and I was like, I don't fit any of this. <laughs> like, they're basically saying that they want someone that um knows Python, kind of understands graph and spatial and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to give it a try because why not? But I was like, I, I'm probably not going to get it. And it, I think it was for an IC level um above the mine. Um, so yeah, so I honestly wasn't thinking about that. I didn't, I promise you, I didn't even know what PMs did. Like I spoke to some PMs, but everything is so broad. And every time you ask someone what they do is so different to what others do, you know? So you're like, okay, I really don't get what a PM does then. <laughs> even now I'm still like, if you were to ask me just like off the streets, like, what do you do? It's like, can I have a minute to think on this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes it's like, for example, my answer will be like, oh, I, cre I create videos showing our technology, but I don't know, maybe one day I will help with like the licensing information, you know, when like someone in my team can do it. So I do, I also do that, but then I, I, I might present another day, you know, for customers or I might be working on a live lab or I, I just don't know. There's just so many things that a PM does. But we all have different different roles, I guess. At least in my team, we all have different roles. So it's a very complex like position to like actually explain what you do, you know? So yeah, basically I I wasn't thinking about my future conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course, like I applied and actually, funny story, and I think I told you this, but I applied and I thought that you weren't supposed to tell your manager that you're applying for a job until you actually get the job, right? So I didn't tell Sangeeta anything and I was under Sangeeta at that time, right? And I remember getting an email saying something like talking about, I, I don't remember, but it was weird. The, the Like the title was something like applying for jobs or something like that, right? So I was like, oh my God, like maybe they found out that I was applying for jobs. So they're just going to give like a, like, you know, letting everyone know type of thing, you know, like, you know, that child that like, you know, basically started something and you, you're not going to just tell them, you're going to like tell everyone else just to make sure that they don't fuck up basically. Sorry, excuse my language, you know, but <laughs> I I'll beep it. <laughs> no, we're good. I think. <laughs> So then I was like, okay, well, um, I'm in trouble, I guess, you know. And then, Wait, so are, were you worried they'd make an example of you? Is what you're saying? Yes, yes. Oh, like they're inviting people, like remove you. Went I mean, behind. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't think they were going to say my name, but maybe uh -huh. they, you know, it would be something like, oh, we've heard that some of you have been applying for jobs, you know. Mm -hmm. and you're not supposed to do that because you are a solution engineer you're still in class off I don't know I was inventing like a story in my head you know I still do that all the time 
no so like, like that's a, that's a big thing though it's like when especially when you're new it's like yeah you don't know so your brain fills in the blanks with the yes. worst possible scenarios yeah right because it was literally like a week before my interview or something like that or I was having my interview that same week right so I was like okay like great you know like basically I messed up you know so anyways so then we go to the meeting and then they're like you guys can start applying for jobs, like start thinking what you want to do, blah, blah, blah. And I remember a couple of people saying like, oh, I want to be a PM. And I was like, wow, they're so brave. Because like sometimes you you feel like you shouldn't be saying things like that. You know, you shouldn't be saying you want to leave a team because what if you apply and you don't get the job, you know, <laughs> then people will know that you want to leave. But that that's just me being like part you know my paranoia and shit no i think that's that's like not even so that part's not even paranoia that's just kind of like covering your butt because right that is true and it is it does get much more complicated when you are moving internally because companies like oracle it's like they do want you in the grand scheme of things to move around get new skills stay in the oracle ecosystem move your way up because the senior manager people a lot of them have bounced around because that's how you get a bigger picture of how the company works, which helps you when you're having to do those managerial type things mm. as you move your way up through progression. But it's also like, it's hard too, because in the meantime, it's, you get to guilt around like letting your current team down, leaving also exactly. just like, what am I manager going to think? Or it's like, even if they're like nice to your face about it, you're just like, shoot, I still know I'm making a problem for them where they're losing a resource and exactly. even if you don't get it it's like it's that much more awkward because like they're like when's the next time we're moving to apply for something exactly but, yeah so yeah so I was very worried about that you know all that mm -hmm. stuff and anyways but they that was not the case at all for us at least like from my point of view like that was not the case like they were basically saying you know like you guys can go ahead and apply to other teams. If you want to continue being a solution engineer, go ahead and like apply for other teams. We'll let you know if there's any openings. If you tell us like what you're interested in, we'll try to help you. So right after that call, literally right after that call, I scheduled a call with Frank and a call with Sangeeta. And I was, and I told them, I was like, oh, I'm already basically, you know, interview, like I'm going to interview this week. And they helped me prepare for my interview, you know? So it was great. Um, everything I invented in my head was not true, clearly. <laughs> but I was so stressed. I was so stressed. I, I literally thought I was like in trouble, basically. Uh -huh. I was, okay, they might be like, okay, Ramu doesn't like us or something, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that was my experience. Almost transitioning, right? Because like, we haven't gone over like our, our interview or anything like that. Yeah. No, because like that, that is something that looking back on it. So with my experience, I was pretty much I was talking to Sankita about my and I was pretty transparent the whole time because I was I was looking for her guidance, too, because I was kind of mm -hmm. like, hey, these are the patterns I'm noticing about what I'm doing well and enjoy. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of thinking this direction of the whole SaaS and marketing thing like what do you think mm -hmm. um so she was pretty in tune to my process at least and when I did go through the whole interview process for product management Sangeeta was such an asset where mm -hmm. I don't know the details because those in calls I wasn't included but like I'm pretty sure she talked me out pretty heavily to Jeff and was just talking about like Zach's on this 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 for the team and 
she was completely had my back was mm-hmm. a great manager she helped as part of like the negotiation process for me coming over to pm getting me ic2 in the transition because everyone in class of starts an ic1 it's mm-hmm. the lowest level and even say across things like solution engineering to pm everyone in oracle has an ic level so that's kind of regardless of your specific position um right so she was like fighting for me to like get me ic2 get me a raise with the jump and stuff so like having her in my corner made things so great and a lot less stressful like don't get me wrong like kind of still stressful yeah I'm still stressed out being like oh shoot a thousand things are going through my mind yeah I do like one of the things I kind of saw from that and I'm, I'm curious what lessons can be taken from it because like in the future what I learned from that is when the opportunity is there keep as many relationships on the positive healthy side as possible and like exit gratefully or gracefully Mm -hmm. because your manager could be like a huge kind of asset in terms of the transition like mine was but and like especially with getting like more money higher position all that but I do kind of wonder because that's not a situation everyone has where a lot of times people are leaving is because they're having a bad work experience. Mm. And even if it's something that's not going to happen at all, and it is like kind of like we're talking about, like a complete just irrational fear that your brain makes. Mm. I know pe- I know there are people who are worried about the whole, will my manager, re- even like even though they obviously won't, like will my manager like be salty? Like what will they say in kind of my exit review? Like are they talking, especially for an internal transfer, like are they talking? Will they try mm-hmm. to like do things to kind of keep me or I don't know, like maybe they'll, even if it's subconsciously be like a little petty about it. So I do kind of wonder like if there's any lessons to learn when you're trying to get out of like a bad work situation and putting yourself in a positive light because I know people who say leave their position to go something else they're feeling insecure because if they're leaving and stuff wasn't going well mm-hmm. chances are their self-esteem isn't going to be is going to be a little bit lower and even if you're the best worker have like the best personality in the world if your self-esteem is a little bit lower and you're not so sure that you can like rely on your manager to say kind of like give you like a good word like how do you like how do you put yourself in that best life like light for selling yourself for your next job yeah that's so deep (laughs) I know I'm asking like you have an answer to it I'm like literally just trying to think out loud and see if there's anything we can add to it yeah no like I agree because like we were lucky enough to have a good like experience where we were able to talk to both like I mean me like I was able to talk to both my managers like nothing you know like being just myself you know but I think I I know for a fact right like I've heard people that are in other companies and they're like oh I joined in this position right and then I wanted to go to this other position but my team basically said, well, like one of like, kind of like a mentor type of person basically told me that I can't leave. uh, Or if I leave this team, everyone's going to have like a bad image of me and all this stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, for example, like Frank and Sangeeta, they still like, I feel like they would like, if I were to reach out to them and ask them for a favor or, you know, or some like advice or something, 
they would still do it for me, you know? Yeah. So we're talking about this beginning of the podcast, like Cindy is so excited to come on. I'm sure Frank would love to as well. It's like, exactly. yeah. Yeah. So, and it's sad that like these other people, they're like, wow, I cannot leave my team because then it would look bad on me. And who knows if like, that's going to be good for like my next team. Right. Because if like my previous team is like not seeing me with good eyes, then how are they going to see me? Right. Like, Mm-hmm. This is like internally, right? If you change your job, I think it would be a little easier because you're starting from zero, even though you do come with that like kind of insecurity or like guard up of like, oh, I cannot be open with other people or my manager because I live this, um, you know, experience with my previous job. So I feel like, okay, so me, the way I would approach things is probably... I would try to read my manager before being open with them because you just, you just never know, you know, like Mm -hmm. how they tell people, Oh, this is your job. Like you shouldn't be talking about your personal life at your work, or you shouldn't be sharing stuff at work. I think it really depends on who you're working with. Cause some people do care about your life, you know, or what you're doing or how you're doing. Right. Let's say that if you were to be in a very hard situation where, I don't know, someone in your family is sick, you know, you would want your job to be understanding, you know, but that's not the case for everyone. And that sucks. But that's why you just have to know who to share your personal life with at work, I think. Yeah. And I think like, even I don't have the answer to all this stuff, something I at least think is like probably helpful is it's kind of it's funny because to be good in your career especially in a corporate collaborative environment you have to be pretty empathetic towards other people Mm -hmm. where it's like if you're going to be a good team player you have to put yourself in like their shoes and all that stuff Mm -hmm. but when the situation gets bad those kind of instincts can work against you because like even when I left my first job and as insurance company, mm-hmm. it was one of those things where they were understanding. I mean, I, w- I was low. I was so low that I wasn't making or breaking the company or anything. But like when I was going through the exit interview, it's like I felt really guilty about like leaving my team and people. I'm like, look, it's like I understand this is the next step in my life that I have to make. And it was luckily very clear. But you still have, even if you know 100% you're doing the right thing for the right reasons, and that you try to exit as gracefully as possible. There's still at least a lot of times going to be that guilt. But like, I do think is Eve, even though it kind of goes against those like team player instincts, you still have to remind yourself at the end of the day that with your career, you have to be selfish. And I don't mean in the negative connotation. I mean, the positive connotation of you can't be your best for the world if you don't have yourself together first. And it's kind of like what we were talking about being a podcast. Like I was realizing like, uh, there are like moments where I'm like, I'm too stressed out. My brain is firing too fast and I can't calm it down. If I'm going to be the best version of myself for work, I can't just say, put out a bunch of good stuff, but watch my attitude and health go to shit because Mm -hmm. eventually I'm not going to. It's going to affect both. Yeah, it's going to. I'm not going to be as good of a person outwardly to others and I'm going to feel terrible on the inside. So it's like, you do have to remain that, like remind yourself at the end of the day, it's 
a line that they I've heard a lot at Oracle from people who've given advice higher up is like, you have to take your own career progression into your own hands. And no one is responsible for that. But you it's like, you do have to be selfish. And like, although it sucks, and you're going to feel bad, it's like, at the end of the day, you do have to remind yourself, like, why am I making this decision? My manager could be the best person in the world, I can have a great work relationship. But at the end of the day, it's like, my life isn't to say, like, be that person's underling for forever. And if you realize that, hey, this is the time to go, let's move on. You want to do that as quickly as possible because things could just keep spiraling more and more downward until the effects and difficulty of you leaving like become worse and worse. So it's kind of like taking care of yourself so that you can like be the better version in the future. But it is hard. It's like I'm really like empathetic to that whole kind of play because it's a tough situation there's like no right answer yeah I feel like for example like if I were to be in a really bad toxic environment you know I would feel bad about leaving but at the same time it would be easier I do feel like for example let's say that there's times where I have to stay up until late and finish some work right And one of my biggest motivations is basically saying, wow, like my team is so awesome. Like I have to do this, you know, Mm -hmm. like I have to deliver this or like, especially like my manager, you know, like I, I just don't like, I take it personal to not let her down, you know? Yeah. Same. And, um, but I do it because I feel like it's worth it, you know? And I am happy in my position. Like, yes, there are times where I'm same as you eating McDonald's, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I feel I'm like, wow, that's such a great idea. But then I eat it and I feel terrible, you know, mm-hmm. and I haven't left my house. I tell my boyfriend to walk my dog, you know, and I haven't worked out. And maybe this happens like three times in a, three days in a row because I really have to make up this deadline and I don't want to just deliver whatever, you know, like I want to like if I'm doing something like I want it to look good because that's my name, you know, uh-huh. so I, I always like my motivation is saying I don't want to leave anyone down, you know, and I also feel like I I'm like, wow, I'm I've given like they've given me this chance, you know, because I I'm telling you when I looked at this job description, I was like, that's not, you know, like, I don't know what I'm going to do here, you know, so it's hard to like divide that, you know. Yeah. One of the things that just reminded me of just talking about that is just how like the fact with even with our projects, like being in, it's, it's funny because sometimes you just need to power through and it is about like the output and kind of like we're saying, you have to put your head down, knock out the project. You're going to be working late, but kind of going back to what we're talking about, like your debts will come due. One of the big things with PM is a lot of our deliverables that we do. They're pretty loosely defined And there is a full scale to the quality of like what you put out where like, let's just say for like, what would be like a good example? Like if your job is just to produce like thing X and that thing X is like always going to be the same. That's like one thing. But with PM, let's just take an example of like the SQL CL liquid based live lab I'm making. I could put out something that's the bare minimum. And it's like, okay, maybe people who are really desperate to check out the technology, they'll still take it look because it's like the only source of information. 
But if you want to do a good job, it's like you put more into it. Like you think about it a lot and you make sure that you have this of like the highest quality you can. And like one of the things with like PM is juggling how you have multiple of those kind of, let's just call it like quality variable products or projects that you're working on at a time where if you're getting kind of like burnt out and you're like running your gas tanks at zero, even if like 95% of the way you got those quality, like that quality project done, like you did put the work into it. If you don't kind of get that across the finish line at the same level of, let's just say like holding yourself to that standard because like you're just too on empty and you're just like, let's just get done and out. It's like that, like that was like, that will cause your stuff to suffer versus just like, I don't know. It's just at the end of the day, being able to have that long-term, this is a marathon, not a sprint, both mm -hmm. in terms of, let's just say if it's in PM, taking care of yourself, making sure that your health is there so you can continuously put stuff out at high quality rather than say like burn yourself out on one thing. And then you have a bunch of stuff that's like at a lower quality or even just switching jobs where if you're burnt out, you're not feeling good, you're mentally in a bad place, like you don't feel like you have a good team dynamic. Like not only is it just kind of you're in this position, but the stuff that you put out is going to be of a lower quality versus if you're in a place where you're feeling good, you're feeling supported. So that's like something too that I think is helpful for people where if you are kind of in your place and you're like, let's just say in your, you're in a bad work spot, you want to get out and you are beating yourself out up because chances are if things are going bad enough that you want to leave, you probably won't be putting out the best type of stuff that you can do. But that could also lead you to think like, oh, am I not good enough? Am I like a failure? Because like, I'm not putting out this good stuff. Like part of the reason why you go to something new and look for that always, how do I improve myself and kind of keep moving upward thing mm. is because like that will affect your quality, even if in say the day-to-day minutiae, you can't see that like overarching perspective of things. Yeah, I I do like literally, I feel like sometimes I struggle with the with the fact of like, let's say that if I'm very tired and I'm over something, let's say that I'm running into an issue, right? Like mm -hmm. the other day I was preparing for a presentation and I wasn't very comfortable with the presentation. And like, I know how I'm able to present, right? So since I wasn't comfortable with it, I was like, I presented it because I had to, but I know it wasn't my 100%, you know? And my manager, Melly, she uh, she was like, oh, great job, Ramu, because like everyone's so supportive and nice, you know? But I know myself. So like, I was like, I know I didn't do like a super great job, you know? And And I told her, I was like, yeah, you know, like I wasn't feeling very comfortable, like because I was running into little bugs, you know? And it was like the day before. So I was spending too much time on trying to figure out that instead of like getting ready for my presentation. And so anyway, she kind of told me, she was like, yeah, I, I kind of saw that your your personality changed a little bit with this presentation compared to the previous presentation you gave, you know? And basically, like, I think in any role, sometimes you just have to do things that you're not comfortable with you know and maybe you're not gonna give it your 100 but you like 
I don't know. It's like you're letting yourself down, you know, at least me, like if I don't give my a hundred or, or I know that it could have been better, like I'm letting myself down <laughs> and it hurts my confidence a little bit, you know, but it should be like used as a push to like, you know, next time I'll do better, you know? Yeah. And um, another thing that I like realize a lot with like, if I'm very tired or, you know, like, I don't know, Sometimes I'm like stuck in one place and I can't just like move past, you know, because I've been sitting here for too long. Um, My creativity like just flies away from me. I don't know where it goes, you know, but like, for example, in videos, because like we there's times where we start things from zero, like from nothing. And you come up with everything, every little thing, like your little zach um mailbox man you know like you come up with literally everything from zero you know and you need to be so creative with that but sometimes you force yourself too much that you can't see the answer or you can't see a picture or you cannot debug something or i don't know like you you just can't find the solution and that has happened to me so many times that i go to sleep and then i wake up and i look and i'm like wow like it was just a click away you know yeah, the amount of times I've woken up and something that I've just been, it's like six or seven o'clock at night, I've been spinning on it. I'm like, I want to just finish this before I put it down. Exactly. And I finally like give up and like the morning, I'm like, I figured this out in half an hour. I like wasted two hours. There's something Legit. that reminded me of, uh, I want to call it, I'm going to call it technical syndrome, but just the whole like getting stuck on a problem. Ugh. There have been so many times I do it myself. I notice it in other people just with our line of work, and I would assume this probably applies to most technical kind of jobs, is if you're working on a big problem for like hours and you can't solve it, and then you have like calls for other things, it is so hard to get your brain out of that mode to like, oh, be aware and like kind of take your brain out of like super deep calculating. Yeah. And I'm, I've been trying to get better about it. like there are times was like I've been on the call just and it's like nothing like high stakes like I'm not showing up to presentations doing this but right. just stuff where it's like oh like I just noticed that on this like internal call about blah blah, blah. it's like I my brain kept going back to the problem because I was frustrated I couldn't fix it kind of thing like that's something that's definitely interesting to be aware of but also your whole thing with the presentation you not being yourself I had an exact yeah, like I had an exact situation like that a couple weeks ago. And it kind of what led to a bit of my like, okay, we need to get a bit more grounded thing where I came up with an idea for um, like a new product or something. And I was pitching it to some people. And like, this was something that no one like asked me to do. I had an idea, I was running with it. And I just mm-hmm. wanted to see if there was any validity to the idea. But it was very multifaceted and complicated and like the people who showed up to kind of hear me pitch it it was one of those things that I mean it was low stakes it wasn't like hey we sent you to go do this thing Zach like we're we're going to move forward with this and expect it to be of something it was like this is just out of the blue let's see where it goes because I was so in my head just because I'd been like working on the draft for this idea for so long Mm -hmm. my brain was all over the place like on the call I was word vomiting I had no idea what my point was I was completely insecure about what was good and bad about it because I didn't know because like 
I was kind of like throwing things out there and just being like, I don't know what to do with this kind of thing. And I just like walked away from that call, just like being all like nervous, anxious, word vomity all over the place. And like, luckily it was a low stakes thing. And yeah, it was a learning lesson like for my career, but that, that like, that kind of just showed me like, okay, push myself and go deep, but also make sure, sure I'm like walking away from it and taking care of myself. And I'm kind of taking the big picture into things because on retrospect, like looking back on it, I'm like, okay, I should have walked away from this like a week before I should have spent time just making sure I was like taking care of myself that day, like getting my workout and um, knowing my talking points and like what the value stuff was so I can get more from the experience rather than just me being like this ping pong ball, like going all over the place, not really sure what sure like what to do of it just because I was like, so just spun up and whatnot. Yeah. Damn. Okay. So moral of the story, it happens to everyone, you know, and we learn from it and we move (laughs) on because, you know, that I feel like sometimes we're like, so focused on like, okay, we do, let's say like every time we do something like, at least like a manager or someone comes to us and they're like, oh, this looks great, you know? And then when you don't do as good, you beat yourself so hard Mm -hmm. because you're like, oh my God, you know? And then that determines your like your career. That's it, you know? Like I suck at this presentation, so I'm done. But it's not like, I think I would love to see other, like our managers talk about their experiences, you know? Because Mm -hmm. I'm I'm 100% sure they had something like that where they just like, you know, back in the day, because now they're like pros, because like, I see some, some of them are like, I don't know, the other day, Melly had to like present really quick on something. And she was like, Oh, well, like, I'm not ready for, you know, to do a dry run, but like, we'll do it, you know, and she, she presented so well. And I'm like, what, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) what are you talking about? You know, I know. it, it comes with experience, but that doesn't like define us, you know, like our whole like bad experience. Yeah. And like the same way how you and I are just talking about, it's like, oh, we're noticing we're doing something as well. When we mess up, it's like, okay, that stung a little bit. Let's take note. What can I learn from it? Like everyone else is doing that. And I, I want to get, I'm excited to have Jeff on a podcast because I want the Jeff Smith tell all of how he got to where he is because he's been a PM for a while here and he's like obviously had a very like, great and well-known career in the space so that would be cool to see that will for sure (laughs) so do you want to go really quick into like the interview or do you want to leave it for next we've been going for an hour 15 so this is probably a good place where yeah we basically got everything up to how we got our interviews so maybe Mm -hmm. next time we can start out with uh going over what the interview process was like Maybe if there was any, like we can keep it kind of vague, but if there was any, say, tips or stuff we learned about like salary negotiations, Mm -hmm. what was our first impressions of our managers when we met them, that could be a big one. Like, what did we have to do for our interview? And then eventually we'll kind of go into what was like starting out. But yeah, I think we're in a good place for right now. Sounds good. Nice. everyone yeah sounds good uh that was episode four of technically managing um see you all in two weeks bye everyone